strikes. The pitch. Swing and a long drive. Deep left field. Going. Going. He drives one. Deep left field. That goes up to him. Back near the wall. It's out of here. Bartolo has done it. The impossible has happened. Travis Ishikawa hits one into right. The Giants win the pennant. Hey, what's poppin', guys? Welcome to the Delos Rays podcast. I'm Spencer Rays here by my side, Nick Parisi and James Parisi for episode eight of season four of the Delos Rays podcast. Yo, yo, what's up, guys? R.I.P. to the season. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's over. It's Can't terrible. It's over. Oh, man. The Braves win it, though. Mm. A very deserving victor to someone uh, who really define perseverance and it should be something that honestly all teams should be looking at that's the model where you want that you want what they have right not not like the talent the the spending any that you want the ownership and the front office to say i believe in this team i'm gonna go for it and that's what they did just so you catch that heat, you catch that spark. They were red hot. Yeah, uh, that's what that's what propelled them. It didn't matter about the where they were or who they lost and being at five hundred and meddling. They were there. They're confident in their group. They were just enough in striking distance where they said, "We just need a few pieces," and they went out and did it. So hats off, right? Got to hand it to them. I was looking through their their baseball reference. Uh... Uh, record day by day just to make sure I wasn't going crazy they were <laughs> they were under 500 for the majority of the first half going to the trade deadline and losing Acuna and deciding you know what we're still gonna go for it gotta hand it to them it's, it's ballsy <laughs> I, just, I, I think you kind of have to go one way or the other right <clears throat> you gotta be them or you gotta be the Cubs mm-hmm. or Nationals right because the Nats hung around for a while in the first half. The talent was not the same as Atlanta, but they did the right thing. They sold everything. Same thing with the Cubs. Yeah. They're like, hey, we're kind of around. They went on that eight, 10 game losing streak. They said, okay, we're going to get something for everyone. That's that's how it should be, right? If, if you know that you got a bunch of one-year contracts and you're ready for that reset of the cycle, blow it up. You got to blow it up. Like, that's how... The Cubs will be back in four years, and they'll be flushed with talent, yeah. similar to how they were 15, 16. Um, or if you have guys under contract, right, and you feel that the team's underachieved, but you have some guys that are producing, right? Freddie Freeman was producing. Riley was producing. Max Freed was producing. Uh, Swanson and Albies. You go, we have the pieces here. We're just missing a few things. If we had – guy xyz that are hurt so go out and recreate it right it's it's the money ball scene where you're not going to replace acuna but let's get a couple guys that sum up to acuna when you get yeah. solaire and duval and those guys were all and eddie i mean all those guys were just you know brought in and people didn't really make too much noise but duval was leading the league in rbis rosario has been a consistent player for the Twins. It just didn't work with the Indians. Solaire had a monster 19, but he got hurt and didn't really get right. They brought in really good players. And and they brought in really good players that completely addressed their needs. Their infield yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> what they needed was an outfield, and they got one. Right. And – but they addressed it in multiple ways, right? Like you think about other teams that made moves. There were teams that made moves. They made, but they didn't make the multitude of it. Phillies needed pitching and a bullpen. They went out and got Gibson and they got Kennedy. That addressed two needs, but it's just two guys. Like it didn't cover up the multitude of needs, right? They, they didn't have starters three through five. So while they went out and got good players, there you're just you're putting band-aids over a bleeding wound while the Braves went out and fully patched it up 
I mean, the Mets did the same thing. Got bias. Okay. They needed, they <laughs> no needed one else. offensive <laughs> production and pitching. They got Rich Hill and Javi Baez. Yeah. Okay. You got one it's guy a swinging the bat. One guy swinging the bat. You needed about four or five other guys to also swing the bat as well. And, I mean, remember the dudes that were plugging out of the outfield of the Braves? Like Christian, what's his name? Pache? Yeah. He was supposed Pache. to be that guy. Miners, AAA. Bad. Oof. Disappointment. Hyped up rookie. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out for him. How Here many games Haredo. did, did Haredio play this year? Too like many. A lot of games. Way too many. Too many. Oh, man. Oh. Way, way too many. Um, Inciarte came back. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> People he might as well like, have gone up to the plate not holding a bat. <laughs> right. He made a few nice catches, and then I don't know. I think he, I felt like he retired midseason. Like him and Gerard Apart making surprise returns twenty twenty one. Did not see that. But they were they were taking anyone who plugging them out there. So uh, you get the stopgap, but they found guys that really not just be stopgaps. I mean, these are guys that. They kind of have to consider for the future, right? Because Ozuna's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Okuna's got a long time. I they got Rosario, so they got him under contract with everyone else. Hell, we haven't even we haven't mentioned bad bitch Jack Peterson. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about. So although like this is like their new kind of core for maybe the next five years at least, a lot of these guys are free agents right now. They got to re-sign Freeman, Solaire, Rosario, and Peterson. And Duval. Duvall is yes. free agent too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and I saw they, they want to increase payroll. Yeah. You want a GM like this. Like, this is kind of, what's the adage, right? Failure is a good thing, right? You learn from failure. Mm-hmm. Their, their GM, his biggest thing is he still has regret when he was in Toronto and he didn't go all in that year yeah. that. Batista hit that monster home run, had the biggest bat flip ever. So he believed in his team and went all in. <laughs> He's like doubling down, saying they want to spend more. That's terrifying. Oh, my God. So do you take that as them wanting to spend and them wanting to go all in? Do you take that as they're going to sign multiple of these outfielders that are going to become free agents? Or so maybe even all of them? I took it as this because I said this immediately. Um. Because I, I, I don't I don't know when Acuna is coming back, mm-hmm. and it's, it's one of those I know he'll come back. I just need to see it to believe it. So right now I'm looking at that team, and I'm seeing right-handed hitters from Riley, Darno, and Swanson, and then you have like. I, I'm already convinced now Freddie Freeman's coming back. But. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has to. I don't think he's leaving. There's no way. No. But Not possible. <laughs> first thing that – They're David Wright. Head. Imagine Nick Castellanos on this team. That would be dangerous. I, oh, my God. That would be dangerous. Holy cow. That offense would be absurd. You put him in left field, you get a Acuna mm-hmm. back, uh, you, you throw Eddie Rosario. Could he play center field? Maybe. I don't know. Cunha Duv- plays a little bit center field. I think mm-hmm. Duvall was playing a lot of center. Duvall did, but I mean, I think they end up going with Duvall just because they like him. He's mm-hmm. been there before. Because of his bat. They needed him to play. What if there's a DH next year? That's <laughs> another thing. Like, too. It changes oh, everything. Geez, Actually that- becomes a hitting it's even better than it is now. That's a hundred win team, right? Oh, yeah. And imagine Soroka comes back. DH and play. Screw it. Get Nelly Cruz. Yeah. That's another <laughs> I'm one. so for it as a Mets fan, dude. Like, screw it at this point. Like, come on. Yeah, how is, <laughs> Nelson Cruz has just got to be living in Manfred's office. Oh, man. It just Or MLBPA and just be like, mm-hmm. Tony Clark, what are, you, what are we doing? Because <laughs> then all of a sudden, he's like, it might get him an extra $5 million because he's got 30 teams to work with now. Yeah. I know he last year, last year he, um, 
he held off signing until March because he thought National League would have a DH. He wants the player. As we all did, and <laughs> as it should. I, I think that's just his reps posturing, not knowing what the rules are going to be, but mm-hmm. it, it'll get him more money because there'll just be more teams competing. Yeah. I, but he, he defies, like, right, Father Time claims all. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not getting his bat. His bat is still there. Him, him playing at 40-plus doesn't scare me. Like, I'm convinced he's going to be Julio Franco. Yeah, he's aging like fine one. He is. Um, but we talk about the World Series. Go mm. across the other side, the Astros. Window closing. What do we think? I would think so. I mean, what is it, the third or fourth year, right, in the World Series? At this uh, point? Third in the past five. Yeah. I mean, they're going to lose guys like Correa almost certainly. I don't think he's coming back. No way nah, he's coming he's back. Getting paid. Nah. He's getting paid. What do you they're, think? Um, so that, that's the hard question. Who needs short stops and who's got the money? Obviously, I think the Yankees. You, you talk about the Yankees a lot. They've got to be at the top of that list. Wouldn't they want Seager more? <laughs> they might, certainly. Left handed bat. I personally, I want Correa there. Can Can you imagine the Yankees fans struggling and squirming, having to root for Correa? Oh, they would. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, "Wait that's, a minute, <laughs> that's must watch." Oh man. Oh, they'd be so conflicted. But you know, I, as Mets fans, we hear a lot of talk about them possibly signing him to play third base. You know, reuniting the uh, world baseball champion Puerto Rican <laughs> infield would be cool. Jeez, who played first for that infield? Oh man, that's a good question. I don't know. I, and no one, I no one knows him. Like, it probably is a well-known player, but I've been thinking about that for like the past couple of days. He's the most overlooked guy. It's gonna be someone well-known, but I, no one can remember right between Correa, Baez, and Lindor. Oh yeah. No, but I it's gonna be chaos, right? Because you got story, you got bias, you got um Correa and Seeger, and then honestly, we have all four of these guys listed, right? The best one or the one who had the best season out of any of them wasn't even a shortstop this year. Marcus Sim. Marcus Simeon. Pay the man. Man is going to get paid as a shortstop. I, yeah, I just give him whatever money he wants. He's versatile. Played second, great. Play short. I kind of think I'd want him in New York as a Mets fan. Second, but you ask what team's going to push for a shortstop, and I have a fear that I'm going to walk outside and watch the city of Philadelphia losing their mind because they they need a shortstop. Didi's done in Philly. That, that experiment's over. Just really quick to jump back to the Puerto Rico team. I did find out who it was. I've been looking it up. Who was? Kenny Vargas. He's a first baseman that played yeah. for four years for the Twins. Twins. He's, <laughs> what, he's out of baseball? I mean, he's playing, it looks like, in the Dominican leagues or Puerto Rican leagues, but there's no. I was going to say, I was looking through the played. rosters, and they don't. The ones I'm looking at, they just list infield, outfield, and like I'm looking yeah. at the infielders. I couldn't even tell you who the first baseman was. Well, yeah, TJ Rivera from the Mets. <laughs> yeah, the second baseman. He was there. Like they were like, oh yeah, sure, we'll call up that dude from Las Vegas at that point. The 51. I love TJ. TJ. TJ's 2016 was just awesome. Yeah, he was a grinder, and then I don't know. I think like he broke his leg. <laughs> he was, or no, I think he had Tommy John or something ridiculous. Um, no, jumping back. The Astros windows closing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna say it's not. Okay. The, I think the World Series is closing. I think their playoffs is fine because I don't trust the A's. the The Mariners had an amazing season, but there's two thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. The first thought is I don't believe they're they're a real team. I just don't even no. think they exist, I don't right? Know. 
They play 1030 at night, Pacific Northwest. No one goes. <laughs> they haven't been in the playoffs in 25 years. Right. So it's on my stadiums to go. Mm-hmm. And to see that team play once, I just don't think it even exists. I think we've been fed lies. The other one is they got to get there first, right? Can't they haven't made the playoffs in 25 years? They don't spend. They traded away Kendall Graveman at the deadline. They finished one yeah. or two games out. How do you trade your closer when you're in a playoff race? So they got to show me that they can make the playoffs first. The A's are a mess. We, we bash the Angels every time we're podcasting together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's not a lot of good things about them, though. That's the thing. No. Okay. <laughs> they got the two not. best players in the world. They have the two best players in the world. And they, they still can't get it done. I, I won't <laughs> feel bad for how much shit we talk about them. Yeah, but it's like, we come from a good place. We're Mets fans, right? They can throw it back at us. It's fine. We'll take it. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, right? I guess I, I think about the years 2012 through 14. Mm-hmm. Or I, I, I guess I wish I had any reason to care about the Mets, like the Angels fans. Like we have yeah. this generational talent that we could watch. So you have that, but they never win. They're never going to win. So you have all those teams, right, that we listed. The Rangers are so far in a rebuild. How, how are the Astros not going to make it? Just because they lose Correa and Bregman stinks in the playoffs, you know. And even if, if they're losing their their core that's been to the playoffs with them in the World Series so many times, they're still like able to pump out these young stars, Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez, just to mm-hmm. name a couple. Right. That's what I was gonna say. Their their ability to produce is unreal. Every guy that was on that team was either drafted or traded for, right? And you think about all the guys that came up through there that they started pumping out. Correa, Bregman, Altuve, Gurriel. That's an infield. Holy shit, that's insane. Jordan and Alvarez. Okay, Dallas Keuchel back in the day. And then Kyle Tucker. It makes me interested to think I want to go start searching back for like, is that Grinky trade, the Justin Verlander trade? We should be looking at these prospects because the Astros just have great prospects. So maybe these guys are going to be stars that were traded away. But I trust them enough to win the division. They seem like they had some very nice pieces pitching-wise that we didn't really know, like Luis Garcia. These were all nice rookies that, you know, essentially the moment got too big and – they really could have used Justin Verlander. So do you think they try to make up for that by getting someone big this offseason, maybe like in the middle at least? I think the only big thing they do is they try to replace Correa. I think shortstop is just going to be mm-hmm. – it's one's going to fall and the next domino is going to fall. Once that first guy comes off the board, oh, yeah. it's going to set the market and then everyone's going to start panicking to make sure that – at the end of the day, they're going home with someone, right? They're not leaving the dance empty-handed, going home to go masturbate or something. So, especially if you have that guy, right? If you already have that guy, now you're going to miss out, right? You'd be like, oh, we've had Carl's career for years. You need someone to fill in. So, I don't know if it would be Seeger I think Story ends up there, to be honest. I would say out of all of them, Story makes the most sense. I think the Mets keep Baez. Seager doesn't make it there by that point. I don't think anyone else has a spot there. I I can't explain why Story makes sense. I think it's I think it's just like a similar market that's just more interested yeah. in winning a better team. And it's another one where like his, his, his stats are going to be inflated again because of the Crawford boxes out in left field. Yeah. <laughs> no. I could totally see him playing there. I think he's definitely going to be, want to be with a winner, and obviously a winner is going to be the kind of team that's going to pay him. Mm-hmm. Seems like a good fit to me. Honestly, I think he's an upgrade over Correa too. Potentially, yeah. He could be. 
Correa's health scares me. That's true. He gets hurt a lot. The thing he has in his favor, he's just he's an animal in the postseason. It's a good leader. He's got he brings insane energy, and he just he steps up in the playoffs. So a winner's got to sign him. It can't be someone like I keep keep looking up. I was reading this morning like where the top free agents going to go. The Rangers keep coming up. Where are the Rangers getting all this money from? This no. feels very much like the Rangers. <laughs> if they sign a shortstop, it's you're not learning from your own history. You did this with A Rod when he gave two hundred mil, and you had yep. no team around. Mm-hmm. Just. I, I genuinely think they're just trying to fill that new stadium. They just want tickets sold at the end of the day. It doesn't seem like they're trying to win. Well, when you open up a new stadium during the pandemic here, not great. Yeah. Not, not great. great. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> less, less than ideal. I'm waiting for the Rangers to overpay a shortstop and three years later <laughs> trade them to the Yankees for Clint Frazier and Miguel Andujar. Yep. <laughs> That's how it is. All right. I, I want to shift to qualifying offers just because. Yes. Do other teams believe in qualifying offers or is it just the Mets? I think it's only the Mets, man. Not a lot of teams put them out. Unless it's like, like Seager. Qualifying offer list, but Kershaw didn't I see, get one? No. no. I oh, – we'll get to him, right? Last mm. year, I felt last year was a big qualifying offer, but that was just coming off the pandemic. But mm-hmm. I don't understand why guys are so scared of him. Strowman did great on it, and now he's going to get paid. Kevin yeah. Gawson was awesome, and now he's going to get paid. So, I don't I'm know. Looking at the list – most of these people that get the qualifying offers, they the team and the player both know they're not taking it. There's only like a couple names on here where it would even make sense for them to take it. Syndergaard. Syndergaard makes sense. I was yeah. thinking Fordo because like he's got to know he's not worth that much. Yeah, but he's a Boris client. so He's a Boris. Boris right, clients never fair. take it. That's fair. You're Boris right. Never take one. <laughs> You're right. But, You're right. Oh, God. If you want to hear – you want to have a nightmare. What I was reading this morning from oh, the Post, no. they think Conforto will sign six years, $120 million to play for the Phillies. Wow. Just oh, because Kevin no. Because <laughs> Kevin Long's there. Oh, damn. What is that uh... – Average out to what you said, 620? 20. 20, it's about 20. 20. Um, wow. But, I mean, my thoughts are this, right? Oh, reunite with Kevin Long. Kevin Long, I think, when he, Kevin Long left after the World Series, right? Or was he here in 60? Yeah. No, no, I think you're right. It was right after the World Series. Like, how well do they really know each other? He came up, he came up after the All-Star game. How did I, he wasn't anything spectacular when it came up. He was a very he had a very nice 2015. Like if you want to cite a year that'd mm-hmm. be like this is the Conforto year. Yeah. Wasn't that 2018 when he was an all-star? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I mean oh, get that hidden post. They might be pulling for straws at this point. Uh, the media. It could be that too. I mean but, the post. How much do we really put a lot of faith into the post? <laughs> hey, look, I, I give the post a ton of credit today mm-hmm. because I gave them a lot of shit, but I'll give them credit, right? I give them shit because they didn't. I, I gave them shit because of the Conforto thing. I give them credit because they put our guy as one of the top 40 free agents when they did their predictions of where they will sign. Aaron Luke. And yeah, absolutely a top 40 for you. Exactly. He deserves it. He right. deserves to get paid. I do. Well, he, I think he deserves a contract and then just Bush Light. Like, yeah. Get, <laughs> like, how the Bush Light? Yeah. But. 15 million have, and unlimited supply of Bush Light. 
<laughs> uh, I need to pick up some bush. Like my door. <laughs> hey, man, your Amazon package is very strange. Oh, no, that's just my butt bush light. It comes every Thursday. It's all good. <laughs> that's when I run out. <laughs> they used to give out the ro- Roloids, Roloids, I don't know, uh, the Relief Man of the yes. Year award. Mm-hmm. I hate that they don't have that anymore. Yeah. It's like, that's a stupid award that I would love where these guys are underappreciated. Bullpens win. They get you there. All and, the time. I mean, Loop would have been the guy. He had an ERA under one. Yeah. He was insane. And like, you say that to anyone that's not around New York and be like, Aaron Loop is like a gigantic priority. The Mets need, need to resign him. They go, who is that? Yeah. So I give them credit for that. And I give him a lot of credit because I don't know how Rich Hill made the top 40, but Rich Hill made it. And the <laughs> author put Dick Mountain in the article. <laughs> so, oh Respect. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's really funny. <laughs> that's good. I, I didn't know they could speak like that in the post. Yeah. <laughs> so that gave me a nice chuckle that, that that was included. But so you we when we're talking qualifying offers, you said Kershaw didn't get one. Do you guys have the same feeling that I do? He's not coming back. No, I, I agree. No, he's, he's not. not. There's no way. I, and I don't, I don't get it. Like, there's all this negative energy hanging around, and and I can't explain why I feel this way. But it just, it feels like a terrible way to go out injured. And the like, I don't feel any praise or anything like that like mm-hmm. he's not being paraded like celebrated the achievement of him winning mvp is feels so far away the only world series was a mickey mouse one and like the lasting images to me are just he's starting to decline and i'm thinking of like the lasting image is the national series to me yeah, it it's I don't know if that's just because that's my mentality, but man, his career is so weird. Where there's the highest of highs, but there there's some lows, man. Where I and we say it like this, I would sign up for that on a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. Right, I <laughs> I would love just to get there to have my heart ripped out. I'm dead. we're usually dead by july so what do we know exactly whenever i think of kershaw it's like the one thing that always gets me is that him and jacob Degrom are the same age yeah that makes kershaw is at the that end is kershaw is at the yeah. end of a, of a hall of fame career and Degrom is right at the right in the middle of it he's right mm-hmm. at the apex crazy so where where would kershaw sign? like what would you pay kershaw like it's hard to gauge because you really you nailed it he's not in the middle anymore but he's clayton kershaw that name has gravitas to it yeah i mean i'm thinking no more than 15 mil a year for however long you sign him any team that signs him i I could see him going to the angels or the rangers (laughs) the angels would pull that off just because that's a new york jets move right that's yeah. a the Giants <laughs> win the Super Bowl, they immediately mm-hmm. trade for Tim Tebow, like within right. a week. That's a <laughs> all right, we're gonna do this to put some asses in seats and keep the names relevant. I I think you see 375 somewhere. Like I, I think his name is enough to get him close to 30. So that if he leaves, if he leaves the Dodgers, though, like they're they're in trouble. Chris A. Taylor, oh, yeah. free agent. Kershaw, free agent. Seager, they already Seager's gone. We know that they wouldn't they wouldn't have traded for Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. I guess trading for Max Scherzer also says Clayton Kershaw's gone. Kenley Jansen, free agent. Am I missing anyone? I don't I'm think sure, notable. I'm sure, players. we're missing someone, but <laughs> those are the ones. One. Yeah. They're going to have to blow up that team or rebuild around what they got left. 
they'll, they'll be aggressive enough. I don't think the Dodgers will ever be in a rebuild ever. They will retool. They are perennial contenders. <laughs> when you think they're going to lose everything, they'll find young players. They'll sign people you don't expect. They're, they will never be out of it. No. No, and they'll always have a good form system with guys like a Gavin Lux coming That's up. True. Uh, I mean, they plucked Chris A. Taylor out of the Mariners. And look what he turned into. Yeah. Justin Turner. Justin Turner's career was on life support. And now he is what he is. The, their, their scouts are phenomenal. So, and, oh, wait, our favorite headache, too. The fuck do you do with Trevor Bauer, who opted in? Yeah. That was Absolutely crazy. Forgot like, about him. What? What are you supposed to do? <laughs> well, that was the whole point of that contract. I hope yeah. there's some clause in there that lets them not pay him a dime. But <laughs> MLB needs to make an action, right? The case was right. dismissed. He won the case. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with him? He's just been on administrative leave. Can they mm-hmm. actually suspend him? Because wouldn't that be? He, wouldn't he have technically served that suspension under administrative leave? Like yeah. this is this is going to get messier before it gets. Resolved. Oh yeah. And the thing is, you it, can't it, trade it, him. It's because of his name. So if it was a smaller guy, then I don't think they'd just be like, "All right, sweep it under the rug. It doesn't matter." I, there wouldn't I, be an if, option. If Marcel Ozuna did this, you're right he probably would play the next season. Yeah. But, I mean, Trevor Bauer is so loud that it's just – it's different. So – but, I mean, that's why that contract's awesome, right? Yeah. If he had what he had in 2020 and just had pitched like 1.5 ERA, opt out and get paid again. And if, if it was anything less than that, cool. <laughs> I'm opting in. I got a lot of money. Yeah. So I mean that set it up. uh, That contract's fantastic for him and him alone. Oh yeah, only for him. Yeah. Oh yeah. That contract is like the MLB is only having you know the uh, the luxury threshold. There's no there's no hard cap. That contract is like a tax on the Dodgers. <laughs> oh yeah, the like, biggest, <laughs> the biggest tax. <laughs> Unless they change how the luxury tax works with uh, the new CBA, they have yeah. to do something, something to prevent the wild spending, big market teams, and something against tanking. So you know the, the Orioles and the Pirates can't get away with spending, you know nothing every year putting out garbage i i don't know if you can make a balance right because i mean you want to get more teams like the braves that want to spend like that Mm -hmm. but you're never gonna have a common ground to pay people not when you have steve cohen owning the mets versus the ownership group down in tampa bay it's never going to be even. You're never going to have owners that are all within that similar of a tax bracket. So I think I think it starts there, the problem. But having a spending floor could be a good way to incentivize and prevent tanking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And even teams that are, you know, where the owners have the money, talk about the A's I've seen a lot about the A's they're they're going into this offseason with the intent of selling off a lot of big pieces I looked up their owners are they're not poor they have money they just do not want to spend it this year we don't trash the A's enough on this show as much as we do the Angels right yeah, wrong A. I, I think it's I think it's because we just like Moneyball too much as a movie yeah, it's kind of hard. <laughs> I, it's a good movie. <laughs> it is. And Billy Bean's too nice of a guy when it comes to the Mets because he doesn't want to uproot his family. Good human being. <laughs> Looks great in sunglasses during Once Upon a Time in Queens. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just, their ownership, I can't say a nice thing about them. They can't, they've been playing in the dump for decades now. They can't figure out a stadium. I will, I will support this team when they fully move to Vegas. That's fair. <laughs> this sucks. It sucks for Oakland, but yeah. <laughs> well, they're used to it. They just experienced this with the Raiders. Right. <laughs> Can't, can't be too heartbroken. This literally happened two years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, qualifying offers. Uh, Syndergaard, definitely going to take it. I think that's the move. And then a lot of guys opted out. Yeah. I mean, everyone and their mother knew Castellanos was going to opt out after that season. Well, of course. And, like, who wouldn't want to get the bag? But then – some surprising ones too. I mean, Kevin Plar didn't see that coming. No, not at all. I thought he would stay with us. No, I, I thought so too, but apparently not for that money. The price isn't worth it. So I I'm glad this is happening, like at the rate that it's doing, right? Like the qualifying offers, boom, five days. We see that now you got tagged. 10 days. Now I'm going to be monitoring this. I'm going to like this. That's fine. All right. So the offseason is in full swing. We already got our biggest starting pitcher signing of the offseason. Heen Dog. He's going to LA. Going to the Dodgers. <laughs> wow. Well, Thank I guess legend. <laughs> he's replacing Kershaw. That's right. <laughs> well, they might switch because he was with the Angels before he was with the Yankees. Right. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, I mean, th- wow. this is my problem with it, right? There's no right, There's no timetable for when anything's going to happen. Not at all. Right? You just sign whenever. Andrew Heaney signs first. Why is there no set date, right? Why is it not like the NBA or NFL mm-hmm. with that legal tampering? And then, boom, everybody signs like crazy. I understand this year is going to suck with the labor negotiations where mm-hmm. – some guys are going to wait for it. Some guys are going to jump like crazy. This thing is just so slow. Guys, wait, because MLB can't get out of its own way. Just set a calendar. Put it on social media. It's not that hard. Other leagues do that. They're very – the NFL plays for September through February, and yet they ride all year round. Don't let baseball die during this period. It's really not that hard to market it. Just get people excited. Like, oh, my God, free agency started this week. Like, hype up the GM meetings a little bit more. The winter meetings. Like, get it more exciting and engageable. There's so many things that this super sport does not do well coming from the big wigs upstairs. Like, how do you commit a cardinal sin with the gold gloves? Did you see when that got dropped? No. No, what What do you mean? They released gold glove winners during Sunday night football. 8.39. I woke up the next morning and saw this. I'm like, why did this just get posted now? That's so dumb. You guys do it on Monday. When everyone's back at work on the computers looking for an excuse to not be at work, they pull their phone, Bleach Report says, Nolan Renato and the rest of the Cardinals have all won a gold glove. <laughs> Monday they announced the nominees for all the things uh-huh. for all the major awards. It's these dates are out there. They're tangible. The people don't know. Yeah. We love this sport and yet none of us knew when this was coming. Like no. No advertising. I'm I'm looking I at off season dates right now. I, I didn't even know that the GM meetings were was a three day thing. I thought it was just today. <laughs> no. <laughs> Use the platform, connect to the younger p- people, right? Market it better. Get excited. These are exciting times, right? Like GM meetings and possible rumor mills. Get the hot stove cooking. It's ice cold. No one knows. Like, am I just going to sit here and be uninformed and bored and waiting until spring training? There's times. There are rumors to be had. There are awards and seasons to go. Mm -hmm. Hype it up. Be like, next week, who's going to win? We had some players that, like, hype it up like that. In every other sport, you know exactly when award season is, when the awards are. I'm talking the NFL, talking the NBA, mm-hmm. hell, talking MLS. It's 
very well vocalized to the consumer. And it's consistently not. You want a younger demographic? Use Instagram better. Use Twitter better. I, I, I don't understand how MLB consistently shoots itself in the foot with just simple marketing. 8.30 Sunday during Sunday <laughs> Night Football? Yeah, come on. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. That's, I was, that's unbelievable. I was watching uh, the last game of the World Series. was watching on Twitch with, uh, with Trevor May. He was live streaming mm-hmm. his, his thoughts and opinions on it. And MLB isn't – they don't allow you to stream the game, you know, they're not even they don't even make an exception for an MLB player who is streaming yeah. the game. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just the stream of Trevor May just watching the game. And I had to pull up the stream myself to watch the game. Jeez. So ridiculous. Think about people in like gambling communities that do live streams when you watch them and you see like what their bets are. I mean, they want to get more into gambling, right? Where gambling is mm-hmm. revolutionizing sports. A simple stream rights regulation would just do numbers, promote the game, get people more interested. Everybody streams these days. It's good yeah. for both parties. Yeah. Just let it happen. Half the players do. Think about like Chris Rose rotation, having him and a couple of his guys, right? Like uh, you have Miggy, you have May, you have, jeez, uh, I'm blanking who else is on with Chris Rose, um, Giolito. Imagine two of those guys watching the World Series together. No, uh, I hate to keep going back to football. You know what the most popular thing in the world is right now? Manicast. Bingo! It's got to be the game changer. And, you know, baseball would benefit from that, but they can't even get to that point where they can identify who are popular players that are really entertaining, that Fans want to see more of. They got to get out of their own way first to just be like, let's stream. That's it's unbelievable. But I would very much like that if you had Trevor May on with someone like a Chris Rose. All these guys are different humor, like Giolito mm-hmm. is a really good example of that. You just had a couple of guys popping in and out, or you bring back some ex pros from the teams that are playing at the moment, right? Think about like, I don't know, Greg Maddox popping in, Andrew Jones popping yeah. in for, for the Braves versus, you know, Astros. Who, who you want to pull in then? You want to maybe you pull in, uh, you know, a former Astro postseason legend. Carlos Beltran, you have Chris Rose go, mm-hmm. hey, Carlos, how do you feel about, you know, they're not being a hill in center field anymore. And then you, <laughs> cut, to, you cut to his catch as, as the Mets where he just face plants. Or I think Andrew oh, Jones God. actually hated it going up the hill as well. But that's just a fun time, right? It'll make it a whole lot better. What if that's like a Wednesday night game, right? Yeah. They they do Roy with the Wednesday YouTube game, and mm-hmm. it's that's that's what it is. The I Wednesday will give spring. them a little bit of credit for the YouTube games they've been doing this past year. Is in the pre games they've been having a lot of the uh, MLB baseball YouTubers come on and do talk, and you know that that goes really well together. You know they're YouTube mm-hmm. creators. You're streaming on YouTube. Put them together. Boom. Like who? John Boy. Fuzzy, John Boy, Giraffe Neck Mark. They have Foolish mm-hmm. Baseball on. You know, people like those guys. <clears throat> I like that. I thought it. I thought it was fine. I thought it was well. I didn't think the Facebook streams worked. Yeah, no. This was on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Not young people. Nope. <laughs> and even they couldn't figure it out. No. But I would say the most exciting thing about Facebook was it was unfiltered. And John Krupp told some great stories <laughs> when the Mets and Phillies played. It was whew. 
John Crook, uncensored, doing play-by-play. I'd pay money for that. Or not play-by-play, doing color. Mm-hmm. All right, most important thing to wrap up on. Mm-hmm. We're in the offseason. We, we should be building our plans for the upcoming season on what stadiums are going to be hit and prioritized. Do you have any initial plans or just stadiums be like, this is top my bucket list for next season. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get here. So you're saying in general, are you like targeting Oakland or what are we? Whatever you got. Like I know I'm the weirdo who has post-it notes in his cubicle of like dates circled already and like plans already made, but (laughs) Like for the normal person, like what mm-hmm. stadiums are going to be? I'm going to visit these stadiums next year. Mm-hmm. Like first timers, like I want to go out of my way visit see these places. Not like going to go down to Citizens Bank in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Going to go to City Field, right? The given they're nearby. Something that you're going to make effort and say, I want to see this stadium, or I really just want to see this team play here. I'd probably say Cardinals, Bush Stadium, dude. I've never been there. But, like, that looks like an electric atmosphere, a team that almost kind of did it in 2021. Uh, See Yachty's last season. That'd be cool. Yeah, they're always irrelevant. They're never on the the bottom. Cardinal fans are supposed to be the nicest fans of baseball, too. They they just – they love their team. That's a – they gave that to themselves. (laughs) (laughs) this is true i will say and to maybe put a cherry Mm -hmm. on that what if albert signs back there (laughs) yachty wainwright that would be sick that would be unbelievable like one last one last ride wow that'd be pretty cool that actually would be be really cool cool. little send-off tour for all three of them there'd be nothing to compare that to literally nothing nothing. like nothing like that's ever happened okay my hopes for for next year trying to do that west coast trip i want to see dodger stadium i want to see angel stadium i want to see shohei otani i want to see Mm -hmm. mike trout if he's healthy (laughs) and i want to see i want to see petco it looks like a nice stadium i want to see tatis i've seen him before but i want to see him there we tell you that spencer yeah, week. you said you guys head over there. The first June first through the twelfth, or second through the twelfth, the Mets in the great state of California for <laughs> twelve days. So days I have days I have circled um, of what I'm doing. Right after Easter, I'm going to fly out to Seattle. Uh, my friends are just big into Seattle. They've been there before, and like they want to keep going back. But they want to see the Kraken play. And I think okay. the Devils might be in town. I might just miss that them. That would be sick. But the Mariners are home. So I'm going to go to a Kraken yeah. game and see the Mariners. And then they're going to do whatever they're going to do. They'll probably stay there all week. I'm going to do like Monday to Thursday morning. And then I'm going to fly down to Arizona for four days when the Mets are in are home that weekend to mm-hmm. play the Diamondbacks. So I'm going to get an obscure one with the Mariners. <laughs> For sure. Uh, that's – I never thought I'd be able to, to say that the Mariners is going to happen. But check those two off. And I had a coworker reach out to me to gauge interest. He's looking into doing a possible four-day, five-day trip to Texas to take off – both the Rangers and Astros. the Astros. I, I've seen Houston before. I haven't seen a game there. I've just mm-hmm. on the tour. That's where I met my good friend Lance McCullers Jr. You know. <laughs> um, the, the the Rangers Stadium, I didn't do more research on it. I don't know anything about it. I don't I don't it, know anything. <laughs> what it looks like, I don't know. None of this stuff. It it doesn't have any distinguishing features. No. Like, I remember the old park in Arlington had a big left field wall, Mm -hmm. and it had a very strange 
right center gap that like pivoted into like a weird shape and then a hill similar to bush stadium in center field like that grassy hill over the wall this i don't know anything i just know there's like a locking barn sign on the left center field fence company man company yeah. man at that point <laughs> at that point i'm just helping stock uh, but so i don't know I, like i need to do more research i want to i'm hoping the food's going to be like Texas, right? The food's got oh, it's got to be awesome. The food's going to be amazing, no matter what. Like, there's no way you're going to miss on that. It's got I'm a proud. roof. It's got <laughs> See, a, that's ooh, always nice. True. Two inch. Look, I'm, baseball inside's weird. It's retractable though. I, if it's closed, it feels immoral. Okay, I like. <laughs> it was weird being in uh, Minute Maid. Like it feels off. Same thing with the trot. Uh, same thing with Marlins Park. It's the or Lone Depot, whatever they call it now. Mm-hmm. It's a weird feeling that yeah. when like like when you hit the center field, it feels weird. Knowing that there's a wall that you could see that someone could just hit this back wall with a home run. You're like, no, I I need. If you're going to hit one out of the park, I need to imagine that it's going. Like, I think Minute Maid does a good thing. Like, has Solaire's home run landed yet? <laughs> it's somewhere next to pool horses. You know, they're, they're both really? floating there somewhere. <laughs> now it's time. Start planning. Start daydreaming. Start looking yeah. at these long weekends. This is the off season. This is, like... Baseball's not dead at this point. I know I said RIP mm-hmm. to start this. Now, now is when we get cooking. We start thinking about next year. Oh, yeah. This is it right here. <laughs> they say it every every spring training. Spring, spring hopes eternal, right? Mm-hmm. Those seeds get planted, though, right now in November. So we fall right back in love in, in March and April. All right. So you heard it here first. Make sure to check out all these awesome stadiums. Maybe jump on the NL West tour with, with Nick. <laughs> He'll guide you through there. But uh, thanks for tuning in to Episode 8 of Season 4 of the Delos Reyes Podcast. And as always, follow our Instagram at Delos, under, Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast for more.